but yeah, the new age, the new age of it. But the spiritual in the sense of just what keeps us all connected in, in this through line of humanity, I think that's an important conversation when, it, when, when we're talking about you know abolition and, and just this, this fight for freedom that seems to have lasted from, you know, centuries right now. Um, so talk to me about the timeline the, right now. That's, that's at the forefront of my mind. You know, when you walk into the space, we see this timeline. Um, and and I just, I, I'm curious of how that came together, what, uh, why you included it, and just, just where that falls into uh, the greater, greater role of this project. Um, so I, we started with the, mostly just using data from the prison policy project in the first installation, and then it, began to grow after that, after we had some time to reflect on exactly what we wanted people to know. It, I think, in getting people to understand how we became a police state and that we are in a police state, we needed to understand the roots of where we began. And the US, I mean, I learned a lot in the process of making this, and um, like we pioneered the first penitentiary. The U.S. was the creator of that. Um, it was created by Quakers, and it was different from other prisons and jails at the time because there was a rehabilitative notion behind it. Um, they wanted to help criminals connect with God, but their method of doing that was to isolate people so that they could sit there and think about what they did. But it was to an extent that very soon after Eastern State Penitentiary was built, it, people who were visiting from France and that, um, they just immediately, almost immediately saw it was driving people crazy and doing the exact opposite of the intention was originally said. That gets lost in praise for the idea behind the penitentiary and that's how it starts to spread from the US to other European countries and then other countries beyond that. So the first, the actual first penitentiary like the was first place to call themselves the penitentiary was here. Was in Pennsylvania, yeah, Eastern State. Um, crazy. Yeah. But I think with that in mind, it's, it's crazy how that original narrative of trying to get people to heal was what helped this concept grow to begin with. And then over the course of just a series of criminalizing people of color, the shift away from slavery, it's just, we turn back on to the penitentiary as a very surface level cloak, I guess, right, for, for what was already there to begin with. Right. Um, and the buildup, when you look at it in a line, for me, I learned a lot just by putting that out in one space because there's just so much information and so many 
like small incremental changes. Mm -hmm. At least it feels that way in real time. But seeing all of this, it it makes so much sense for that where we're at right now. It's like the unveiling of this failed experiment. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. That it, and the crazy thing that I was thinking of reading the timeline is how you know emancipation was 1863, and you know the first this penitentiary being in 1829, just like you know. When, when we think of Louisiana and, and sharecropping and how, how, I don't know, just the, the, the politics and the policy behind all this being facilitated. In today's context, you know, a lot of people don't, I, don't, I personally can say, you know, I'm not even as aware of a lot of the, the policy as much as I am aware of the politics, because that's what's in our face. Mm -hmm. And, you know, something like this provides such information about policy and, and you know, I guess uh, I'm thinking about how, where 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 is the where does the conversation need to begin around policy and how how the, the importance of why we should be informed how we actually you know have an impact on it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I this is not necessarily a direct answer, but I do recognize how elitist access to information on policies has been and even right now as there are more and more people trying to break that barrier it's still really hard to reach people especially when the spaces where policies are being made are completely ignorant most of the time very limited <laughs> like extremely ignorant to what's actually needed by citizens um, but I, I didn't, I think I got a lot of this information purely because I signed up for like law and public policy classes um, for a minor and I, that's a very big privilege in itself and frustrating to me that I don't know where else I could have found this information, um, except for projects like this or boards that I think more just very recently have been actually getting on people's radar. At least for me, that's been the case. 100%. I'm going to deal with that too. Yeah, 100%. I mean, we're, we're in an information age. Mm -hmm. I feel like you were thinking, I don't know if you Yeah, it's not directly answering your question. Um, there's just something that I think that we have to, in our project, we prioritize like having different access points to this conversation and a, a thing that we talk about is this idea that this thing we're trying to dismantle um, starts like at a cultural level and an interpersonal level. So all the, we glorify like policy and politics all the time, but I think there's so many other things that are also just as important. Um, and so we wanna make sure this space provides access in so many different ways so that we can work to dismantle this. So yes, we're providing information around policy, but I don't think it's our main focus at all. 100%, 100%, yeah, yeah, that was something, because um, that was kind of segueing into, you know, the, the performance and, and, you know, the painting, the art, the arts, the space kind of, there's, the, you're right, what, I love that you said that actually, there's multiple access points. Um, it's, it's like being, I don't know, it's like a river that connects to that, that ocean, essentially, that's the best, the best way I can think about it. I'm a man of metaphors. Um, but 100%. Uh, and so when, when, when we think about us as artists and, and 
you know, we're in this age of information where now individuals are having access to information and we're in this, you know, place of deep compassion and deep love and able to transmute that and apply critical thinking and, and take that to the next step. Um, what I see when, when I, you know, just being in the space is, is the manifestation of that. That somebody, like, this, you are setting the, the goal, your premise, your focus, and the intention behind it. And um, I don't know, what, what I, I'm curious about, like, just uh, from, a, from a conceptual point, how, you know, how did, how did you figure that out? How did you come to the, because you, know, you had multiple times doing this, so and, and speak, you know how policy changes over time. I'm sure that this project has changed over with exploration and stuff like that. Yeah, it definitely has evolved over time, and we've learned, we've made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think when we went into it, we always had that kind of um, viewpoint that we wanted people to access this conversation in a different way. So it's always kind of been there the whole time. Right. Yeah, I mean every part has grown and shifted and stuff, but it's always been very like multifaceted in its approach to the dismantling of the system. And, and even, I mean, that's something that you, can, you can't do one way. You yeah. can't approach the system one way. Um, it's, it's definitely, yeah, that's, I, I digress. <laughs> my laugh is on me all time. Um, my birth song. Um, my birth song. Totally lost my train of thought. Oh, um, what are I guess if you I don't know top five or top three. What are those? Uh, what are the conversation starters? I guess like if, if you could just put you know the, the access points. One of them I would say is we always talk about ch challenging the inherent notion between crime and punishment. Um, I mean, we like to give our viewers and those who will be interacting with the installation, we usually add in questions. So mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of questions we're asking people and things we're asking them to reflect on upon being in the space and seeing everything, you know, side by side. Like you said, we have different access points in the installation and I think that our goal is to always have people refer to different parts of the installation within itself. So in the dome, we have specific questions that we'd like you to think about when you're inside the dome. And we have different questions upon reading the graphics. Um, and I think that it really all comes down to what you said. And this idea of humanity and like what it means No, I kind of just... I, I like what you were saying about that. There's, there's a constant engagement. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, that's something I see, you know, it, I won't say, like, it, it's missing in a lot of, you know, creative spaces, but it's not as frequent to where the people who are experiencing can actually have that real conversation in the moment, you know, engaging with the, engaging with the space, engaging with the art, just being able to, you know, ask themselves, like, how do I feel about this right now, as opposed to now i got to go home and think about it. And that probably, I mean, that's a, that has a great impact on how people leave the space and what, what people leave with. Mm -hmm. Another thing that we try to be very, like, intentional about is making sure people have the tools to um, kind of explore accountability and care on a personal and interpersonal level. And then after they kind of acknowledge and pinpoint those values, then reflect those back on our current system. Um, 
And I think that's something that's really important because normally it's just straight, this is the system, this is right, this is wrong. But like once you get to like have this conversation inward, you know, how do you, how do you practice accountability in your personal relationships? Because all of these things are interconnected. Right. You know, how do we interact with our children, our friends, our parents? How do we show them care? How are we holding them accountable? That is all reflected in the way in which our system is built and all of those things are kind of rooted right. in this like white Eurocentric idea of what accountability looks like. Um, so there's just so many layers. And like I said, when when we're talking about, you know, the spiritual and the political aren't separate, I think in the movement section, um, I like to think of what I'm doing as like meditations and prayers. There's just one section where it's kind of like um, commentary on like militancy. It's kind of like this very, you know, um, understandable, you know, march that people can understand. But then when you take that rhythm and put it into um, like a traditional West African rhythm. Right, right. Um, and so then you're bringing your ancestors back into the conversation of like, how did they practice accountability and care? Mm -hmm. Like things like that, all of those, it's just like many nuances that kind of bring everything um, together. So people have a very full and multifaceted experience in dismantling themselves and the system. Mm -hmm. Because we're all multi. You're displaying. Yeah. Like, you're displaying. You're displaying because mm -hmm. I mean what, that that connection to the ancestors is important. The to to recognize the nuances is is, is key. I mean, seeing how that reflects in the family. I, I had a I have like four younger siblings, so like we all like had like a family talk the other day, and and it was just around you know like how do we feel about this in light of the George Floyd and all and a lot of the, the policing. Um, and it's it's interesting, like you know, it's you can always see when um, someone you know is either afraid to, to process or doesn't know how to process something, like when they when they when they really want to, but it's just how do I actually like access even like that? How do I become vulnerable with myself and say like, mm -hmm. damn, like, or or do I have the tools to, to understand this information? Do I have the mm -hmm. tools to see how this affects me? How I play the role in, in the society around me? And so, like this conversation of, uh, about you know, like right now, it seems like the theme is like everybody's like educate yourself, educate yourself. And I'm like, yo, like that's so real, like. But a, a lot of us, right, like right now, it's like, what do, what should we be educating ourselves on? It's like, you know, and so this this is one of those things where I'm like, yo, this, you know, when when Tatum explained this to me, I was like, wow, this is this is important. Like I don't I, I don't even understand policy. I don't know when the first penitentiary. Was created and the the you know it's like where does that conversation even begin? So I don't know. There's there was that's, that's something interesting to me. Um, talk to me about the, getting the prisoners' work involved. Um, I don't even like referring to them as prisoners. No. You know, so, so these are my language <laughs> rules. I have yeah. two languages. Yeah, please break it down for me. Break first, it down for me. first we used um, shit. I just lost it. Um, people first. People first language. Thank you. <laughs> and then we also we say some we say exactly what it is. And I think over my understanding of just my work in this field, and then also even all the way to like Israel and Palestine. Like I was watching a documentary the other day, 
and they were talking about how a lot of people in Israel don't even understand the plight of what is happening to Palestinian people because of the language that is used um, around what's going on. And so language just like shapes so much. So we normally say incarcerated folks or incarcerated artists, um, but we don't use words like criminals or inmates or prisoners. Um, we call jails, jails, not correctional facilities. Right. Um, you have to call it exactly what it is, um, or it'll make people feel comfortable and don't like fully understand what is happening. It's not even simplifying it. I like that she's yeah. calling it what it is. It, yeah, no, that's you what know, it is. There's and so it's, many euphemisms that blur the line. Because they are so intentional about the language that they use and how it has shaped our perspective. Yes. Yeah. Words and so we have to also powerful. be intentional about the language that we're using. It's just, it's crazy. I mean, when I just do that stuff, yeah, it sounds and crazy, I'm like, it's like it's this real. shit is deep. It, it is. It's real. That And here's, here's the thing now, like, I feel like, you know, like I don't I don't know how to how to word this, but there's it's it's kind of evident there's not many people who can engage in this dialogue and have the context to you know like to, to have that critical thinking. So it's like when I don't know it feels so crazy now and like now in these times we're like wow like these are the conversations we're having, but like I'm starting to think you know what if what if it's crazy that we're not having these conversations? You know like what if what if it's crazier that like we're <laughs> Like the shying away from these these topics, which I don't know. This I love that you know because that that's important. There's there's, there's rules to this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, essentially, um, out of respect. So thank you for that. Thank you yeah. for uh, providing that. But yes, we got the um, the paintings from Lancaster Prison and wow. Cal State Prison in Lancaster. Um, actually, this guy named Chris that I met at this event. It was crazy. I was covering for Patrice at. Um, Freeze Art Fair at Paramount Studios. And I was just wandering around and I walked into the space and I met Chris. Um, and actually some of the paintings that are up were in the space that I was um, in, okay. which was kind of crazy. And so Chris ended up coming to our last jailbait draw. And it was his birthday. It was his first birthday since he had um, got out of prison. Um, and so I had just been in, in contact with him, you know, ever since checking in here and there. And so then I informed him of this next job I drop and I'm like, oh, can we get, you know, a couple paintings, da 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 because he had talked about it, this art program that he had run when he was in Lancaster. So he was like, oh, yeah, I'll get you a couple. This man showed up with 23 paintings in my house. <laughs> a couple. She called me so And I was like, like oh. But what's really beautiful is that um, Chris started this program in Lancaster. So CDC, um, CDCR had taken all the funding away from arts and corrections. Um, and so he was really advocating, we want an arts program, we want an arts program. They were saying it's art isn't rehabilitative. That was their reasoning. So they were like, okay. Mm -hmm. They were like, if y'all want an art program, then y'all can fund it. So um, they asked Chris and I guess some other people that were inside with him raised money, I don't know how, um, to fund this art program. They got all the supplies. They were like, if you, you know, can do this, here's a room. And so they've been running this program. Chris is out now, and so Kenneth Webb, who also has um, work on the wall, um, he's over the program now. 
So the program is completely ran internally. Yep, um, and they normally they auction off their paintings. They normally make twenty to thirty thousand dollars a year and donate it to different organizations. That's a power. Crazy. I can't even do that, and I got all the resources out of here. Help me understand what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Something not it's right. Not <laughs> I, I literally, I had, I woke up yesterday just watching, like, yo, I woke up yesterday, I had that moment, I was like, yo, like, what, what is, what is the, but here's the thing, more conversation, I don't know, we, I, me personally, I believe we're the ones to, 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 to figure, I, we might not see it, figure it out, figure it out, but I know for a fact that the way that we have influence over the young people coming after us, mm -hmm. if we can stay consistent with stuff like this, mm -hmm. this will bring back what's right, you know what I'm saying, like, I, I had, I don't know, I'm, it's 2020, and the Renaissance began in 1920, you know what I'm saying? And like that momentum of 30 years of, of empowerment and uplifting greatly influenced what, what became the Civil Rights Movement. Mm -hmm. And I'm just seeing how history is repeating itself, and like, you know, this is where I be feeling you, I'm like, man, am I crazy? Because like, we see in a literal repeat of the times, so. And call it a different name. I'm like, no, this is Pro again. Man. Black identity <laughs> extremist. Right. And yo, that's the whole other, yo, I'm trying to, that's the whole other, look, man, look, see, that's why this thing keep hopping out. It's some things to talk about, for real, like, you know, because, you know, in, in a part of, in a part of how we come together and how we organize and how we actually figure out the, the strategy, I, you know, it's got me thinking, like, damn, like, these niggas are smart how they've had people divided. You know what I'm saying? Internally, like, the, I don't know, the conversation I, 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 a lot of my homies be having is just like, what the black, how the, how many communities the black people, like the black community identifies with it, like, and that kind of, I was like, that went over my head a bit, and he like, you know, he was just chopping it up, and I was like, nah, man, like, you know, we really do have, uh, we have, it's not our, it's not us trying to get our turf, it's this, or it's this turf, and this turf, and this turf, and no, we haven't really come to the point where we can say, okay, how do we get a piece of the turf? But that's me digressing again. Um, yeah, bring me, bring me back, bring me back. Well, Kenneth Webb's mom is coming tomorrow yeah. to do, um, they're shooting a documentary on Kenneth. How, when did um, it start? When is, what started? When did the, uh, the program start at Lancaster? I can't remember off the top of my head. I, I grew up in Lancaster. That was, that okay. was pretty shocking to me. I was like, man, never heard. Yeah, so um, I'll talk to his mom tomorrow here, um, which is oh. be really beautiful to meet her. There was something else that, I, um, that, I, that you, you, you mentioned, uh, I'm trying to rewind a little bit, before Kenneth Webb and, and um, the oh, have another Back to your five points. Another thing, I feel like maybe in this one we kind of digress from a little bit, and Han actually sent me something on reimagining the other day. But another one of our focus points were to educate and reimagine. Um, and I think with the access points, it's you know a space where people can really have the tools to see beyond the reality. And that's something that I always also say that you know we have to protect our imagination because that's another thing that is constantly trying to be removed from us and something that is incredibly sacred because in order to like move forward you have to be able to see beyond the reality and art provides you the ability to imagine and to see beyond the reality so i think that's something that's incredibly important when we're talking about art in this conversation 
of, of politics and well-being and you know how are we going to be in the world and stuff like that yeah artists artists create that vision mm -hmm. and and there's like a james Baldwin, he talks Jimmy about Beach? that man he talks <laughs> he talks about uh, artists being possessed by the vision not because of this ideal of jerusalem but because of uh because of well you just spoke to i don't want to try to paraphrase the words but because of that because we remind people of this this uh, because we have seen the best of human beings we've seen the best that we can be and we try to remind people to imagine the world with that being you know the, the place that every that that state everyone is in um art art is powerful in that sense and, and that's why you know when when we begin seeing all these cuts to art programs and the kind of removal to that access, um, where do you feel like, you know, we have the potential to, to, to fix that or to come in, come into in those realms and provide that curriculum? Um, I think we were just trying to go about this project in a way that would let people think with us mm -hmm. and in a way that would let the dialogue existing in this space be our direction. Um, and we didn't want to come off with the same elitist, I guess, notions that sometimes come with formal art spaces or like formal policy conversations. So, I mean, we touched on a lot of setups that force people to start touching things and then like looking at things and really just climbing into a dome climber and yeah. just sitting there. Would, would you say almost like, a, you know, it's, it's I don't know, I, I'm thinking of like how do you reach people as opposed to, um, you know, like you're not trying to, I mean you are trying to teach but you're not trying, like say you're not trying to come at them. Um, oh, facilitating. Yeah. Is it, teaching. That I, I see, you know, now your point about saying I'm a facilitator, I understand that. because. Mm -hmm. There's definitely, you know, even even throughout this conversation, there's there's been such there's like a, it's an invitation to inform ourselves, mm -hmm. you know, I, 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 I that really resonates right now. And talking about this made me think about this other really important part of this project for us, which is basically to bring up these familiar visuals such as the dome climber that you would see in a playground bringing back children back into the conversation a little bit as well as you know a bedroom we all most of us you know that's a privilege that we have um and that's a very familiar thing but the second you bring the jail bed into the space it completely interrupts the comfort of that mm -hmm. and i think that's really really important in our project and something else we bring in, which we haven't yet talked about, but maybe the most important part of the project are the items that we've collected. Yeah. <laughs> and we bring these items back into the bedroom, and there's this juxtaposition of familiarity and this discomfort that you're feeling. And I think that that's a really important feeling we're trying to inflict upon people. You want it, we are disruption. Like, that's, that's important. That's life. And I think a lot of people just, are blind to that. There's uh, like a certain like comfort we all fall in sometimes that kind of keeps us from engaging in these conversations. Um, so, you know, in, in all of this, I guess that makes me wonder, uh, you know, 
how do you feel, and this is to all of you, but you know, asking you, you know, just as, as a facilitator, you know, and, and moving forward as as we continue to, to fight these systems, how do we, you know, how, how do we invite, how do we invite our younger peers or just our peers in general to to inform and see the urgency of it rather than trying to do this, go, go, be a part of this, because right now, that's what I see, like, even I, and just hearing that, I'm thinking about myself, and like, you know, how I've been, you know, we all you tell our followers. I'm, I'm through with you, all of <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I haven't gone that far, but I see that. Yeah, I know exactly what you're you know, talking about. I see you. Your silence speaks loud. Yeah, all but that. But in my, I've been sitting here like, yo, like, okay, cool, but what are we actually strategizing towards? Like, you know, so, and I, I, I yo, come on, talk, talk, go ahead. around 
black men, right? But then who are all the black women that have to do the mental and emotional labor? They need to lay their ass down too. They gotta take care of everybody else. Because it's just, it's, no, that's everybody need to go to bed. That's <laughs> it's really that simple. It's bed. Everybody needs to go to bed. <laughs> That's that's real. That's real. Uh, wow. That red. I love that. I love that. Justice is a place of rest. Mm-hmm. There's a. I, I have a friend named Bronte who she works. Her whole now I'm really understanding what she means. Uh, her whole practice is imaginative radicalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, imaginative radical response to these systems, these these pathogens, these oppressive pathogens, like, and it's it's like a constant hustle to do all this. We are all like that's all we're always active in this fight. So Yeah, you don't get to clock out because then I got my grandma calling me. This happened. Yeah. Then my auntie calling me. And it might be bills, it might not even be police, it might it might be health, it might not even be you know, but these are all still the very real systems that we're And this is interconnected with everything. Every system. So everything has shifted because of this one person in the family has been incarcerated. Whether it's geographical, geographic location, your money, you're trying to get lawyers, da 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 da, you draining your account. Mentally, spiritually, everything is just disrupted for everybody. Mm-hmm. That just hit home for me. That's crazy. Yeah, I got I, that's that's an awful thing. And I think that for myself, and would hope for a lot of people that this project becomes so important because it's not just about the one person mm-hmm. anymore. It's about mm-hmm. their entire life and the disruption of that. And we have, you know, cards that people send back to their loved ones. And there's a lot of personal items that start to speak on exactly that. Mm-hmm. And that it's not just one person's life that's been disrupted. It's entire many. Yeah. 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 And then that, and then, I mean, for us, that, that that what it means to be human, like we're all connected to that, like we all, but like I, I feel that, you know, so that's all. I feel like, you know, people, people will be able to connect to, connect to these, these families, these people, these minds, mm-hmm. um, these stories, it's very powerful. My mind is gone. Because <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, mean, I was, I just said, you know, I got, my, my uh, part of my family is from Belize, so. You know, even the way the system has affected my family members who, you know, now they no longer can be here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's weird to think about that. And, yeah, these are the conversations we should be having. Oh Lord, now we're talking about the whole diaspora. No. Right, and that's a, <laughs> right. We and the, that's the thing. That's the thing. That's a whole. There's a lot of healing that has to happen. Yeah. I diasporically, there's a lot happening there. I mean, we can, if we're running low on this fine, but I am within myself trying to figure out how my family's diaspora falls in relation to the diaspora we've seen across so many different kinds of cultures because for the most part they all look very similar. It has to do with colonialism and it has to do with U.S. supremacy, Western whiteness, just stepping on other people's shit. But I, by the time we all come to this country, we're all treated so categorically different 
uh, that in less than one generation, we are now looking at each other mm. without feeling any kind of relationship to each wow. other. When all, so many of my families came from war, and it's upsetting to me that I'm a model minority, but my parents grew up in Long Beach. Like, there's a whole history of Asian gangs. Like, it's not to compare, right? It's, I'm no, not here to compare yeah. our struggles and the amount of pain that's been felt because 400 years versus since the 70s is something completely different. But the very real the, the, the parallels are there, and I don't even really have the words, I feel like, to begin asking about that without hurt, possibly hurting somebody um, or making them feel like I'm belittling their history or my history is being belittled in your just the overall lack of understanding. I, just, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah but I mean, that's a whole, whole ass There's a thing. There's, I was, my, I, my younger sister, she had this, she's a, what, how old is she, eight? She has this little, like, her class did like a multicultural day. I don't know what that was. Yeah, it was, she goes wild with it, like, you know, they're on the west side, they don't really see multicultural like that, like, but most of the, you know, mostly, this blew my mind, actually, it was really, it was cool to see, you know, half of the families in her class uh, shared stories of, Oh, there were war stories, like parents, mm -hmm. parents speaking about you know their grandparents or their great grandparent, how they how they you know rebuilt their family foundation, how they found roots in here, and you know there's I don't know there's there's something that connects us all about the the, the American dream and like <laughs> you know that whole that plate. We all got it, you know, but um, but that's real, you know, like. Even, even media, just looking like, at all three of you, like, there's something powerful about you know this whole project, the 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 place that you all, the roles you all play in, and the voices that you all speak for, and like how those voices intersect and, and echo and kind of harmonize together. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Any 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 other final thoughts? I know. I need to be quiet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well. Um, you know, well, look, what, where, where can we keep up with, or where can, you know, the people keep up with Jailbed Drop as it evolves and continues to www.jailbeddrop.com Alright. <laughs> and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And people should know, we've been working really hard to bring this gallery onto the website, so whoever may be listening, check it out. It's as close as you're going to get to this exhibit. Um, but yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to look on there. Yeah. 100%. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, I mean, it's crazy. It's just a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to it's gotta keep this going. Thank you for your time. Thank, Thank you for the you. thoughts. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye -bye. Bye -bye.